Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast for another edition of Scooby Snacks and Chats. It is me, the Brazilian Dragon himself, rocking my 80s outfits, whatever it was that they were wearing at the end of the movie. Um, It's Felipe, and I'm not alone. I'm joined, as always, by the spectacular lover of Scooby Snacks and Bondi Beach lifeguards herself, Kate Evans. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm chilling. My back has been in pain for the last few days, as I told you in the pre-show. So I'm podcasting from a different location today. Let's hope it doesn't mess everything out, like in the in the audio stuff. But we're trying to survive these days. Uh, how are you doing, Catherine? What? You already asked me. Oh, <laughs> uh, how was your day? How was your day? It was good. Um, well, I worked and then my friend and I went and got ice cream. And um, that was mostly it. That was mostly my day. Yes. And so we can't do a movie with the Hetz Girls without inviting our special guest back. Kate, do you want to introduce her? Yes, of course. Tonight, our special guest is the absolute love of my life, Erin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back, Erin. How are you doing these days? I'm great. I'm just working and then going to bed. So yes, a little a little schedule shift this week for you, or at least today, because you you worked and then instead of going to bed, you're coming to talk about a Scooby Doo movie. But that's yeah. But my schedule is like so messed up because I start. I essentially work like a nine to five that starts at two. Um, okay. So I end up going to bed around like one every day. Okay, but today you got out early. Oh, no, I got out a regular time, but... Oh, so you work from 9 to 9.30. 2 to 9.30. Yeah, 2 to 9. Okay. Yeah, that's stressful. You do, like, the evening shift, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're here to talk about Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire, uh, which was released... I believe this was released in May, which is strange for Scooby-Doo movies. Um, usually they get released around Halloween time. Let me just pull out the correct date. Um, first impressions, what did everyone think? Uh, and Aaron, this was a second watch for you, right? Or at least a yes, m- repeat course. viewing. Um, so what was your impressions coming in? Um, I think it was like, I was actually like a little more bored than I was expecting to be, to be honest. Um, Likewise, it- I thought it was going to be, I remembered it being much better in my head. Yeah, I just remember there being like much more hype. And I also didn't fully understand the concept as much as I did when I was younger, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, it, it definitely does. Um, Kay, what about you? What were your impressions coming in? What was your expectation level? And then were those met? I have to agree. I had pretty high expectations just because obviously I'm clearly in love with the Hex Girls and I really liked The Witch's Ghost. Um, but. I would I would agree I was slightly bored it definitely by no means was like a bad movie or one of the worst ones like it still would be one of my top favorites that we've watched so far but I do think I expected a little bit more yeah no I I have to agree I came in with higher expectations than I left um I just feel like the movie the pacing was fine but it was like very it felt more like there was a lot of b-roll that they included uh from like a regular episode like i feel like the the mystery itself was very short um and while i did like i'm not going to complain about the sightseeing stuff because i loved watching them hang out but it wasn't part of the scooby-doo 
lore, like them solving a mystery. It was very much, we have to get them to something. So let's spend 20 minutes here. And although that might've been a pacing issue. And even though I enjoyed that stuff, it wasn't like part of the, the mystery, I guess. Um, but yeah, so uh, we can get into it. We can do a quick recap. Um, so we start off, Matt Marvelous does a sound check at Vampire Rock. Uh, and Daniel is approached by his grandfather, Malcolm Illawara, about the vampire legend. And Matt is ki- Matt Marvelous is kidnapped by the Yahweh Yahoo. Um, so this was one another one of those. They start with the with the events, and I feel like this is going to be more traditional as we move forward in the Scooby Doo lexicon. Uh, with they start with an event that kicks off the mystery, not from the perspective of Scooby Doo and friends, because it's like the third or fourth movie in a row, the animated ones at least that they do that right. Kate? What do you mean? Like, you know how they started with an event where the monster shows up and randoms are attacked instead of the mystery yeah. game? I feel like that's like probably, that's probably going to stick with it for the rest of the show. Because I feel like that's traditional with the TV show, at least. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Also, did we notice the animation style was a little different this time yeah. than the recent ones? I thought, I thought it looked pretty good. Like, I, I was expecting, because... The other ones were really good, but I really liked the animation style, although I did get complaints from a listener that they went back to their old style of uh, outfits. I feel like it, the, my, I just, I felt like the animation made it look older, like it was an older movie than we were watching. Like it felt like, like content and everything felt like this current era, but animation kind of made it feel like it was a previous era. That makes sense. Like, I think they were trying to go for something similar because I know they I know they reunited their original voice cast from the 1970 to 1973 uh, show, except for Don Messick, who passed away. He was the original voice of Scooby-Doo, but everyone else was the original voice. So I think maybe they were trying to, like, go for that aesthetic, maybe. I don't know. That's just a theory. Um, definitely, definitely something to that was interesting to look at. But... Um, in terms of the mystery gang, they solve a caper on the cruise. I really like the font. I don't know why this stood out to me, the font of the movie and what they did with the waves. And every time the wave came over, they like did produced by blank and then like all that stuff. I really like that. And then the font itself was really cool. Um, but the mystery gang solves the cruise caper. They're, then they end up vacationing on the cruise. They play some shuffleboard. Scooby and Shaggy obviously go to the food court. Um, and then they have shenanigans on Australia. And I wrote down, they go to the Opera House, they go to the Sydney Bridge, and they go to Bondi Beach where Daphne is hit on by some lifeguards and Fred gets angry. Um, Scooby and Shaggy, they surf. And then they decide to go to the Outback for more of their vacation. And they have some Outback shenanigans with like rattlesnakes and everything. So Aaron or Kate, have either of you ever been to Australia? No, I have a friend who lives in Australia, but I have not been myself. Yeah, I haven't been, but I imagine taking a boat there must take years. <laughs> yeah, they were they took the cruise instead of taking the plane, but maybe I, I don't remember how they get around to other places if they drive because they always have the mystery machine no matter where they end up going. So Yeah, I, well the mystery machine was on the boat and I yeah. at first I was like why did they take a boat? And then I saw the mystery machine and I was like, well obviously this is yeah. what they do. It better have been free at least. Um like the free cruise because they solved the mystery. So I think they had to get comped. That's just my perspective. Um, Australia, after watching this movie, especially, I just really, like if I could pull out the funds after the pandemic, I would go straight to Australia for like two weeks and explore and stuff. I have an issue that I need to bring up personally. I think it's about this point when they were doing like, like the montage of them having fun in Australia. It's when the guys start like they weren't I guess I guess hitting. I guess you could say hitting on Daphne. And Fred got super jealous. Yeah. I was so angry about that because first of all, Daphne was just minding her business. The boys were like googly eyed over her. She was not flirting with anybody. She was minding her business. 
and the way Fred got so angry was weird, possessive, and jealous. And I'm sorry to spoil it, but he's obviously my LVP. But at least this time, I have a reason. Okay, you brought a reason. and I was so mad about that. I thought that was stupid. Well, I... I agree that it was stupid. It was weird and possessive, especially because they've never DTR'd. Um, but I feel like at this point, they're clearly an item, supposedly, if he's getting that jealous. But I think I still maintain that they are casually hooking up. They're not like in a relationship. I don't know if that's how you still see it. Um, well, I no, mean, in your head, she's hooking up with Velma. Well, actually... I'm dating Daphne and Velma. We're a throuple. Thank you. But I mean, I feel like they're they're together. They just seem to either never put a label on it or never announce their label, even if they did privately put a label. But I just felt like even if they were together, even if they weren't together, no matter what the situation was, his reaction was weird and way overreacted. And he that was so, so, so weird to me. No, it makes sense why it would be. It was just interesting to watch um he's lvp and at least i have a reason finally besides yes. generally finally got a reason it only took like 10 plus movies to yeah. have a reason to give him one besides yeah. that you just don't like him um he's weird and possessive yeah so they end up going to the outback scooby hangs out with uh is, my, i did love the visual of like scooby hanging out with the crab and it bites his tail or like chomps with the pincers um like pinches his tail and then he gets angry and then Shaggy's like oh it's okay Scoop he's just a little critter dude and then he like pets him and then puts him down and then the crab bites his toe I thought that was like Scooby that was a good Scooby moment because Scooby was like yeah I know Scooby didn't have a ton to do in this movie like I feel like Scooby usually has more lines and maybe it's like they were trying to figure out the voice casting with this one but especially compared to the last movie which we watched the live action one he was like all over the place and even in the earlier animation ones, I feel like this one was very low Scooby content. I agree, Felipe. Yeah. Not enough Scoob. Not enough. Um, at least it was no Scrappy. Um, but if you went to Australia, would you want to go to the Outback or would you want to stay in the Sydney area? Or like the beach area? The Sydney or beach area, please. There are spiders in Australia that are big. <laughs> yes, if you're not aware, Kate hates spiders. Absolutely, the spiders. Um, I have so many bad spider stories. They just keep adding up, and I'm horrified of spiders now because of them. My favorite was when we did your birthday call, and you were gardening. At that came out of nowhere. It was so big, and it came out of nowhere, and it was so big. I hate it. Yeah. I also think about that all the time, and now that group chat is literally called "There's a really big spider." I think you named it. Yeah, because it was a little bit funny. I have okay. to laugh at myself for how scared I get, but I can't help but be so scared. You're I also the, I love that you're the horror movie girl. But you oh, yeah. I literally have a giant centipede on my wall. Like, there's a hundred legs on that thing, and I love it. But, and I have a scorpion tattoo. Like, I can do every other bug. Every other bug. But if, there, if there was a horror movie and the concept was like a giant spider eats people, would you watch it or no? I've watched every spider horror movie. Have you have you watched the Harry Potter movie with the giant spider? Yes, Aragog. Yes, I have. Yep. Okay. Yes, That's I've watched Lavantulas, Big Ass Spider, Arachnophobia. Please, I've watched them all. You're you're very brave facing your fears like that. It's just torture. I don't understand. Yeah, but Aaron, would you go to the Outback or no? I feel like if I'm gonna put in the effort and time and money to go to Australia, I'm definitely gonna go to the Outback. Same. That's what I was thinking. Um, but they end up going to the vampire festival and they get spooked by the yaoi yahoo, but they run into the heads girls doing a mic check and they're practicing their sets and they are like, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, we came to look at the vampire festival. Um, they also meet Daniel and Russell who both tell them about the yaoi yahoo and the backstory. Uh, grandfather Malcolm is there. He, he drives off. And they also learn about Jacques and Wildwind and the Bad Omens. And it's a lot of exposition right here. Um, so Wildwind was captured the year previously um, by the Yaoi Yahoo. And Jack, uh, Jasper is like a music manager. So he was our big, this guy is sus, look at him person for this movie, I feel like. 
yes the the, the tour manager guy yeah manager, yeah he was he was just so sus that I kind of knew it wasn't gonna be him yeah I had him for a while on my list like um but then at the end I was like no this dude is like way too obvious and there's only three vampires like once they like got rid of the projection vampire I was like oh there's not four there's only three so he's not involved um but Aaron what did you think of all these characters besides the heads girls who are the love of your life um I think this is not at all central to the plot but whatever the guy with the what I don't know his name the guy with the grandpa if my grandpa kept showing up to my job I would be so pissed off (laughs) like what is he doing there he's just driving a golf cart around my work (laughs) yeah and like telling people about the legend like he I I enjoyed the character but I also get your point like what is you doing um and I'm surprised it wasn't a family fight at the at the workplace um I also feel like for a festival there were not a ton of people and bands that were going on or employees even also like where I don't know they had like so there's like a later part where they show all the tents of like food and stuff and there's like Italian food tent yeah and like what was it tanning bed and I was like what like, why is there where are they bed? getting the electricity like how are right? they doing this? where are they getting the electricity also what if like animals just like came in like what if a wild kangaroo dingoes dingoes yeah the dingoes were there what if like these animals don't like these noises and be upset like they don't have any security they don't have any employees like what is what is this they literally have two employees yeah and one of them is sketch oh Uh, yeah i was super sketched out by russell as soon as he started talking about like the bands and how yeah fan i was like all right well my biggest my biggest clue on him was like he was like oh i have i have these two guys that i think we should rig the contest for whatever um or I want to put my money on. And then he also like never appeared again in the rest of the movie until the reveal. So I was like, this man is not, uh, okay, he's very sus. Yeah, also um, he's blonde. So it immediately makes him suspicious. Yeah. Um, Kate, you're a big music festival gal. Um, would you go to this sort of setup with not a ton of employees in the middle of nowhere? Yes, I would do whatever. I yes. literally would do whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I don't know. You never know what memories you're going to make. So you love music, but you don't perform music. You don't play any instruments, right? I don't. I really wish I did. I would play the drums if I could play an instrument, guitar, or bass as a backup. But drums have always been what I want to play. But, it, you know, as much as I love music and love to witness music and be in a room with music, holy God, I cannot play music. Yeah. Oh have you God. seen the no. new Amazon movie? Um the sound of metal i think it's called it's so good i want to see it it's about a drummer right So good. everyone should watch it yes kate if you ever want to watch it we can do like a little watch party thing um i am down but i played some instruments but i was never the best i wish i could sing i wish i wasn't tone deaf but fortunately um i feel like i was born to be in an acapella group but i I can't sing (laughs) or or um on the voice i feel like that would be fun but um so we... i have a comment about the tanning beds though yes so immediate go... immediate flashbacks to final destination the tanning bed scene have you ever been in a tanning bed no because of that scene no there's a lot of things i won't do now because of final destination but what else is on the roller coasters list aren't one of them there's a huge roller coaster crash scene and I mean, it's like a good 15 minutes of the movie is a is a roller coaster crash. Like it's super long. But I'll still go on roller coasters, but like what was that? But like there's other little things that scare me now. There's just little things. It's the little things, you know? Like yeah. when the girl was in the car wash and she died. Now I'm a little nervous in car washes. I'll go in them, but I'm just a little bit nervous in them now. Do you remember the fish movie with the Fuggo Will Smith fish? No. Shark Tale. Oh, Shark Tale. Car Wash. With Christina Aguilera singing it. Uh, what a bop. Uh, that was such an eventful movie. I, that We really don't talk about that movie enough as a society. Like Jack Black, A Friendly Shark. 
Will oh. Smith, that ugly CGI Angelina fish. Angelina Jolie is the hot fish with hair. Yes. Isn't Renee Zellweger also in it? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I and, just remember uh, that the newscasters called Katie Current instead of like. Uh, I'm Curran. dying. That's hilarious. Um, no, I just remember Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott saying the car wash song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but in this movie, uh, Russell says that he's going to bet on two skinny dudes to win this year. Um, and Jasper and Bad Omen uh, come through, they introduce them. And then everyone splits up into two groups. Fred, Daphne, and Velma, they go to his trailer while Scooby and Shaggy search the snack bar area. And they're like, not just snack bar, because obviously the tanning bed's there, but they search that area, the concessions. Um, Fred, Daphne, and Velma, they find costumes of Wild Wind in Jasper's trailer, which is mighty weird. And they're like, Jasper is super sketchy. And then we're just going to skip ahead to a later moment quickly. When they run into Scooby and Shaggy and everyone back on stage, Jasper says that he was in his trailer and they're like, no, you weren't. Um, so Jasper, what did we think of the, the voice acting for Jasper? Because it was like frustrating me. I, I didn't like it, but it seemed very like cartoony. Um, I'm going to try to see what this other guy was in quickly. But he had a, definitely this affectation that bothered me. Yeah, I felt like it was just kind of like a person doing an Australian accent. Yeah, the Australian accents in this movie, either they weren't Australian accents, there were some of them we were trying to be in New Zealand, but then some of these were not good Australian accents. I also don't really know what an Australian accent sounds like, to be honest. I've so. watched a lot of Australian Survivor, so I, I, having watched some of that, I was like, these none of these people are Australians. I don't know if any of them are, but some of them were definitely not also jasper like the character of jasper felt like they dressed him like he was supposed to be like elton john or something and that was yeah awesome. it doesn't have to john zan uh john fan i was upset um okay so i found this guy's filmography he, he was the singing voice of zazu in the 2003 platinum edition of the lion king he played petrie in the land before time uh who else is he he was a lot of like extraordinary, not extraordinary, like miscellaneous characters in like extremely goofy movie, um, a lot of cartoon stuff. Oh, he was in Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders. He was Creepy Lester, Kate. This the voice actor, Jeff Bennett. The guy in the van that at the end was pressing flowers? No, no, not him. He was a creepy guy who they stayed at his house and he magic, he was like, oh, I have space for all of you. And he was definitely creepy towards Daphne and Velma. The crazy guy who thought he saw, who painted alien settings. No. no? Okay. We watched that like three weeks ago. Kate already forgot. <laughs> There's a lot of movies. They just blend together. Yeah. So yeah, he has um, quite a few things going on. He's in a few other Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, additional voices in Mulan 2. Uh... Yeah, so he, he's like a big voice actor, but I did not like his his um, his affectation that he did. Anyways, um, where were we? Uh, yeah, so anyways, so Scooby and Shaggy uh, get chased by the vampire trio. Um, they put them in the tanning beds and then they get back on stage and the vampires kidnap Bad Omen um so scooby and shaggy hide at this point and at that point we see the yaoi yahoo as well um so what did you think of the three vampires and the versus the yaoi yahoo like what did you think of the the villain of the movie um i spent a lot of time thinking about how much money and like setup would have to go into the the appearance of both the vampires and the yaoi yahoo because like like there had to be like technicians like I this couldn't be a secret like they had to spend so much money setting this all up well apparently they're loaded because they sent the other people to like all around Australia like the Great Barrier Reef full expensive which I don't think makes sense because they were saying they lost the like battle of the unsigned bands yeah and so they they aren't signed and yet they can afford all of these things like yeah, there were a few plot holes. Kate, what do you think? Come from money? 
that's that's a possibility. Um, they also like said they were they were set designers or uh, special effects artists or something like I know in Spider Man. Like, there's just so much like pyrotechnics and like different things. I would have to have like a base to set them up. Exactly. But they're just coming out of nowhere, and I think you know it, it requires some suspension of of disbelief. But um, oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, it didn't really wasn't wasn't very logical for me. Although I did like like the idea of the Yaoi Yahoo, but the three vampires were just kind of like, okay, these are like the Yaoi Yahoo's goons. Yeah. Do things, and they're not impressive in any way. It was much cooler when it was like the Yaoi Yahoo. Like if the Yaoi Yahoo could grab people, but no, he needed the vampires to do that. Um, and like the smoke screen, but kind of reminds me of like how Mysterio in Spider-Man is a special effects guy, and he like does a lot of cool stuff with that. I feel like more jaded film and tel- television workers creating interesting bad guys in in movies. Um, but they decide to. Uh, they tell everyone what's up. Daniel is like, let me put the mystery gang in as a band to help us get clues. Because at this point, they only have the Heads girls um, and two skinny dudes also. Um, so they go they go to sleep in their tents. Scooby and Shaggy are on watch duty. Um, Fred is like grabbing them so they don't leave while they get Scooby snacks. Um, and then two motorcycles roll up. They wake up the whole gang thinking they're vampires, but it was actually just two skinny dudes. Um, and the head girls are like, nah, we need our beauty sleep, and they zip up the tent, uh, which I feel like Kate liked that moment as a head girls fan, and then as a lover of sleep. I just thought it was funny that they kept calling them two skinny dudes, kind of like how that one, um, not Night of the Living Do, the other one, the Scooby-Doo project, when the, when the guy was just a random guy, they literally named yeah. him random guy. Yeah, uh, I like the joke that they were up. They're like, we're two skinny dudes. And Shaggy's like, I'm skinny dude too. Like, he said something like that. And I thought that was fun. Um, which always bothers me. How is Shaggy so skinny? And with all the food he eats. I think it's part of the gag. Yeah. Yeah. As a chonky boy, I can't relate. Um, so Daniel takes the mystery gang to meet Malcolm, his grandfather. And Malcolm is an aboriginal uh, person who is building a signal fire to warn people. He tells them about the red gum tree and he takes them canoeing, tells them all about the Yahoo legend, all the things that vampires don't like, including sunlight and crossing running water. And amidst all this, Scooby gets eaten by a crocodile. Yes, he does. Straight up, swallowed whole and... I think that was like a fun visual, but that was like probably the most Scooby had to do this whole movie was to write the crocodile. He um, died. Wait, I had a part in that that I had to talk about. That that dragged my memory. It was Shaggy's line when Scooby-Doo tapped him and Shaggy goes, don't bother me, Scooby-Doo. That just felt very out of character. I didn't really think it was funny. Yeah, I think it was just more for the crocodile moment, but Shaggy could have been like- Yeah, it definitely like, like I got it why it was in there but I still feel like there could have been a different even just a different wording yeah I I think it really was the don't bother me which just didn't feel very shaggy yeah he said not now or something but I think the word bother bothered me even if it was like one sex scoob and then yeah like I think it was just anything else then don't bother me just and feel very shaggy like and he almost got my lvp for that i think you should still consider him for the lvp for that no nope because fred was weird and obsessive and i didn't like that and i already hate fred so it just made everything worse yeah is now a good time to bring up your tweet from last week as soon as we stopped recording figured it out who is the worst character in Scooby-Doo or something? Or who is the Scooby-Doo LVP? And you put four options on the poll. Fred, yes. Fred, Fred, and Fred. Yes, and I, I responded, how dare you? Fred, Fred yeah. like, always sucks, though. I do, like, I support Kate in his argument. Like, he's always weird. He's always just like, all right, gang, let's split up. Guess I'll drive. But, like, that's that's it. Yeah. No, I, I feel like. If Kate wasn't so anti-Fred, I'd be more anti-Fred. 
but because I just like bothering Kate, I am more pro Fred. But also, I feel like then I'm like watching the news and I'm like, oh, Fred, you did something interesting. Like, we'll get to it. But I was very, very shook that Fred came up with this plan and all the contraptions in this thing. Like, obviously, that's his like role in other movies. But I was like, oh, Fred, you actually did something this time instead of like last movie where you were kind of just there. I just hate him, and I feel like he he just always takes Velma's credit. I feel like, and I hate him. I hate him. I think he's. I agree, misogynist. Kate. I think Fred is absolutely misogynist in every single way. Yes, a hundred percent. He has never shown me that he's not misogynistic. Fuck you, Fred. The only Freds, the only like versions of Fred that I like are the Freddie Prince Jr. Freds, and um. See, he was the most misogynistic of all the Freds that we've seen so far, though. Like when he. Yeah, but he has more like depth to him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, Kate didn't like, like that movie as much as she thought she liked that movie last week. I love that movie. I liked it more growing up. Like when I growing up, it was one of my favorite movies, but I just felt like I didn't think it held up. I thought it did. I, yeah, listen to our Scooby Doo podcast from last I week. I have a crush on Matthew Lillard, though. That didn't go away or anything like that. <laughs> oh, also, the other Fred that is good is the Fred from, um, what is it, Crystal Cove? Yeah, is that is that the Robbie Amell? Fred. I don't know. No, it's like the the TV show. Oh, I'm making it up. Maybe you're making that up. Let me look Maybe it up. Crystal Cove. Let me look that up too. It's like with the newer version, and there's a character on it named Hot Dog Water. I, I I'm sorry. Her name is Hot Dog Water. That is her name. That is her given Christian name. Uh oh, Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Mystery Incorporated. Oh, this is the like different animation one. I remember this one. Um, Hot Dog Water. Hot Dog Water was the Manticore? Oh my god. Former rival of Velma. Wow. I oh, think yeah. That, yeah. Um, that's they live that. in Crystal Cove. Sorry. Yeah. I think I think that's the, the animated show that came out when we were like a little older. Yeah. I used to watch that because I have like younger siblings. So yeah. everything was like always just on TV. Can't believe they named a character hot dog water. Matthew Willard is in Yeah. Yeah, we discussed last week that he was in a lot of like the later projects until recently because they were upset. Um they weren't contacted, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, so Malcolm tells them all about the vampires, and then they go back. There's like a they really just skip a lot. They go straight to the performance. Hetz girls are performing. Um, they're captured by the yaoi during the festival and then the mystery gang goes on and they go searching scooby and shaggy split off they run into dingoes uh daphne finds a secret lair real real help was daphne accidentally stumbling into two or three trap doors this movie um but she gets chased by the vampires and she dives into the water and velma and fred find the same lair. Velma loses her glasses. The vampires give it to her and they follow Daphne's path, jump into the water as well. Um, and then they're all together, the five of them. Uh, they uh, they like run around for the whole night and then Scooby, it's sun rises and they're like, oh, the Yaoi Yahoo will get scared. Um, and it reflects off of Scooby's collar and then the projection disappears because of the sunlight. So then they run away a little more and the three vampires chase them and then they notice that they don't uh, get hurt by the sunlight or they cross the running water. So they're like, oh my God, what's happening? And uh, Fred and Daniel help catch them with the trap and Jasper shows up and they reveal it was Russell and two stinky dudes who are actually wild wing in disguise. They sent the other bands to the Great Barrier Reef and other trips, all expenses paid. Um, they were bitter for losing last year. They wanted to do like a reunion sort of moment uh, when two skinny dudes won. And then Hetz girls were kidnapped. They were left in the wilderness, but Malcolm found them. And then that's like a lot of stuff. So any any thoughts on everything that happened here? Well, obviously they weren't going to be real vampires. Yeah. I feel like that, like you, they should have known that from the beginning. Well, it's so weird because there were some movies that there was like the zombies from Zombie Island and the cat people and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah, and even like the last Hex Girl movie, like the witch was real. Yeah, so it's like so weird that they 
they pick and choose but i feel like now we're in the point where everything is a mystery with real people doing like science shit um, also just like i the thing that i don't understand is like why did the like um the projection disappear when scooby hit it with the sun like yeah it would have like, been it, a weaker it literally projection. Was just a projection like it, yeah yeah kate do you have any thoughts on it on the projection disappearing well, I had thoughts because literally halfway through the movie in that montage where they were at the amusement park is where it was already obvious that they weren't real vampires as the tanning bed didn't destroy them because of sunlight, yeah. how it should have. And mirrors, they were visible in all the mirrors. The garlic thing, I think he just slipped or whatever. Like he, nothing ever, nothing actually happened to him. Oh yeah, I forgot that they put garlic on the pasta. Yeah, and there was definitely one more thing. I don't remember what it was, but there was one more thing. So it was all clear that they already weren't real vampires. So I don't know why that didn't click in their heads a bit earlier. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, they unveil the masks and it's Russell and two skinny dudes. Two skinny um, dudes. Yeah, which then Daphne with her makeup she was quick she worked fast was like no they're actually wild wings um because there were three random guys they took off a second mask which to me i'm like i feel like unless they're really good makeup artists how did they how did he pull off being russell well it's completely different and like the oh, because it was dudes. it was like a full mask that like was on his face yeah but i feel like it, they couldn't even tell like that it's not like the I don't know, probably. maybe it was like Hollywood level special effects since they have all this like special effects knowledge. True. Apparently, apparently yeah. Apparently they're both like struggling rock stars, but also Hollywood artists. Um, but in the end, they go to jail and the mystery gang performs. Daniel's like, oh, your band name is Meddling Kids. And go off Velma. Velma could sing. She was like a pop diva on there. And that's what Kate texted in the movie. I was like, she just texted me Velma. I'm like, what? And I was because she didn't say anything else about the movie. She just said Velma. Um, what did you think of this moment, Kate? Um, she played her heart out and she did amazing. It was incredible. I actually played her performance about four times. I discontinued when it would end. I would just go back and replay it. Yeah. I just couldn't get over it. I wish they made this a full thing soundtrack thing like no I, I had to find it on youtube like just that clip um i was so upset Aaron, what'd you think of this moment i thought it was good i was actually very surprised um at like how much i enjoyed it because i was like oh no mystery incorporated is gonna sing and play music um and then they were actually good it was like i guess obviously because of velma but yeah um yeah i was surprised i don't think there was enough hex girls music they, were, they had a new song in this one, um, which was like, who, who, who are you or something like who voodoo or something. Um, but oh, yeah, was, was like, we do voodoo. Yeah. And there was the, no, there you're was, from Massachusetts. You don't. Yeah. Right. Call them out. Um, but uh, there was not they And then they sang uh, the Hetz girl song again, but um, yeah. So before we get into other stuff and like recap the movie, I did get a message about the outfits from these, the band outfits um, from Shit 90s uh, show. Uh, Jess says, love Shaggy's hat for sure. Look at Fred with those biceps. Is that a boa on Velma? Laugh emoji. And then Sarah had some paragraphs on this stuff. So Shaggy is absolutely shopping on Sheen or Shine. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sheen um, for his clothes these days. Wants to participate in the treads, but on a budget. We got a floppy hat that looks like it got messed up in the mail and a long coat that looks like it smells like mothballs. Um, Scooby looks like a cross between prince and a pirate. Very sus. He has two earrings, which makes me question Shaggy's dog parenting. Never pierce a dog's ears. Um, So we get to Velma. Velma looks like an MVP today because she finally bought a new outfit and I give her props for finally having accessories. The boa. Daphne looks like she just showed up and didn't realize they were doing something different today. She doesn't read the emails that Velma takes three hours writing every morning, outlining the cruise activities for the day. And Fred, 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 dye your hair brown and we can have a real conversation. Arm Day has been treating you well, boo-boo. I agree with everything they said. Yeah. So that was our fashion hour. Um, any takes on the fashion 
Yeah, Velma's shoes I wanted to talk about. I think there was a pink ruffle part of it that I couldn't tell if it was a pants or the shoes. So I'm going to just put the ruffles aside. I wasn't into that weird pink ruffle. But just like she had these beautiful, beautiful red platform high heel boots. And I need them. You need them. Yeah, I need them. I need need bright red platform boots. Like they were so beautiful. And I would like them. You were living. Yes. I think the ruffles might have been part of the boots. I couldn't really tell. They were a little weird looking. So putting those aside though. But yeah, I yeah. Really those boots. I noticed them and I couldn't stop looking at them. Erin, do you also want those boots or no? I do. I was also going to bring up the boots because she like had trouble walking in them and then she went on to perform and it was like not even an issue. So yeah. Um, so Kate, for Erin's birthday, you have to get her these boots. And then I'll get Kate them for her birthday. I yes. I'll get you a spider. That's better. I'm kidding. You from your own podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah. So any final thoughts on the movie as a whole before we get into our segments and questions? And overall, I think it was good. It was. It was overall. It, it was, was a solid movie. I I'd say it was like not the best, not the worst, just very average. I think. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like, if you're going to make a movie with the Hex Girls, though, why are you going to do them like that? Like, yeah, why wouldn't was, you put them in the whole movie? There was no reference to their magical skills from the last movie. That, like, I felt, I thought with, like, the, the vampire, they were gonna, at least going to bring that up. There was no reference to the last movie at all. It was just like, oh, hey, guys, we're also here. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Just, just wild. But, yeah, so we can get into... Our cast, so this cast uh, reunited the 1970 to 1973 original voice cast, except for the late Don Messick. So Frank Welker, who in the past has provided the voice of Fred, even in other movies, uh, he was Fred and Scooby. Casey Kasem, who has since passed away, uh, was the voice of Shaggy. Nicole Jaffe is Velma. And then Heather North, who has also since passed away, uh, it was Daphne in this movie. Um, I enjoyed having the original voice cast, but it's it was also very jarring because we're so used to who was in the recent movies and the voices and Daphne and Velma especially sounded very different. Um, and like they sounded more high pitched than the other ones and just like different like vocal styles. So I just noticed that. Um, and then Phil Lamar, Daniel Illawarra and King. Who was King in this movie? don't know who that was um but yeah he was king i guess and daniel illawarra uh jeff bennett as we mentioned before jasper ridgeway jack and lifeguard number one kevin michael richardson was malcolm illawarra yaoi yahoo and the crocodile jennifer hale was thorn and queen uh jane weedlin was dusk who kate is kate's favorite and then kimberly brooks was luna michael neal was russell slash dark skull and Matt Marvelous, and then Tom Kenny, aka the voice of SpongeBob, was Harry slash Stormy Weathersberry slash Lightning Strikes, and Lifeguard Number Two. What? Yeah, and a lot of these people are American, so doing Australian accents. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron, we you brought this to our attention last time. You came up with this segment. Who would you cast in live action roles from this movie alone? So, oh, like me. the random people, because last time you brought the great. Sarah Paulson should be the young version and then Holland Taylor should be the old version of the same character. Yes. I see. I thought about this because I was like, oh, I should come up with these Um, because I want to go into casting as a career. But then I like didn't think on it too much. Um, Yeah. I'm going to say I, the one thing that I did think about was like, I know he's from New Zealand. So obviously, like people can yell at me, but Taika Waititi as David was it? It's David, right? Daniel. Daniel. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I love Taika. Um, yeah. No, I'm trying to think who who could be in this. Uh, I feel like my first thought was Brett Michaels for uh, Russell. Oh. For Russell. Wow, what a choice. He's probably 65 now. Oh, I know, but like just like the rocker kind of aesthetic. Um, Billy Ray Cyrus also came to mind for Russell with the with the long hair. Oh, honestly, I wasn't that far off. Who who did you think? I'm so- I think a Hemsworth. We should get a Hemsworth. Ooh, 
like who's the third Hemsworth? Uh, there's Luke? Chris, Luke, and Liam. Yeah, Luke can be Russell since Chris is busy doing Thor, and Liam is busy not being married. Miley. Miley. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm trying to think any other characters. Um. That oh, the Hetz girls obviously. Do we ever cast the live action Hetz girls or no? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I. Not the girls who play Josie and the Pussycats from Riverdale. Probably not them. Maybe one. I want to say that Haley was it Haley Kuoko. No. Oh yeah, I could see her as one Kuoko. of those. Yeah. Um, she was Velma in Velma. Yeah. Should be a hex girl. She should definitely yeah. be one of the hex girls. She definitely like her character in Lemonade Mouth could be a hex girl. Um, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I'm trying to think who else. Um, uh, yes, Kate. Me. Oh. Um, maybe as an alternate understudy. Kate on the drums. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who else could there be? Ooh, See, I, uh, Kristen Stewart. I feel like could be one like modern Kristen Stewart. No. Maybe I feel like she's like a little old for the Hex Girls though. True. Um. Yeah, I feel like there's there's like young people we could pick from that aren't Kristen Stewart. Uh, Wait, apparently, what I'm reading now is that the Hex Girls appear in Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated, the show. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I think I saw that above the hot dog water girl. Her name, like I saw Hex Girls. I'm like, oh my god, they're there. I think they're like they show up in the show quite a bit. Um, I think we should definitely watch those episodes also. Yes, we can do that sometime. Um, so I'm struggling to think of more live action casting choices, but um, in terms of the music and the animation, I wish they like released more of these songs. Uh, they There wasn't a version, like a famous person who sang the Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Like there had been in the previous ones. Um, but the Velma version slapped. And then the animation, I definitely thought it was more in line with the what's new scooby-doo sort of style of animation um but yeah with all that said do we want to get into our culprit game yes okay so uh it was russell and two skinny dudes equals wild wing um so kate who did you have for this um i actually thought it was that band the original band wild wing oh you did yeah i did not guess russell and the two skinny dudes though okay i think you still get it um and then do you get three points or do you get one point since it was like i I, what 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 do you what are you thinking well so i i I also got it right i said it was russell and two skinny dudes though that's what i had in mind i didn't think i didn't remember the wild wing part of it i thought it was just russell and two skinny dudes so those are three different people, but I'm okay giving one point each. So, did, did you guess Russell and Two Skinny Dudes, or did you guess Russell? No, I guessed Russell and Two Skinny Dudes, because I okay. thought they were in cahoots because Russell said he wanted Two Skinny Dudes to win, and he was putting money on them or something. Well, I feel like it was obvious that it was three people, regardless of what we chose. Yeah, and that's why Jasper, I mentioned that I was sus on Jasper, but then when there were only three people, I was like, it can't be Jasper. Right. I feel like Either way, it, it we both got either we both got three or we both got one point. So I yeah. mean, way it it doesn't change anything. Let's give us three points. Let's just give us some points. Yeah, Aaron, who did you think it was? I thought it was Russell. Yeah, and I like had suspicions that it was Wild Wind. Um, that they yeah. were involved somehow, but I. It definitely had my money on Russell's two skinny dudes. I was like, I don't know. They seem kind of incompetent. So. Yeah. So Aaron also gets some points for the guest column. Um, Kate, can you help me do math? What's 10 plus three? 13. 13. Yeah. So Aaron gets 13. So right now the score is 13 to 12 to 13 with Kate, at the one being at 12 points. Um, yeah, Kate, Kate got the cyber chase one wrong, and mm-hmm. then I took the lead after that. Okay. But Kate was winning for a while, so 
Yeah. So, Aaron, do you want to start with the MVP since you're here, or do you, does Kate want to start? I feel like mine is going to be the same as Kate's. Okay. So, I I can go first with my LVPs and MVPs then, because I think I will have different ones than Kate, um, because Kate loves to to just dunk on Fred, and okay. because of that, I came prepared. Fred's giving my getting my MVP. Because he created the contraption at the end with Daniel and caught them. Um, so that's basically the only reason. I really didn't think anyone really stood out besides Velma and her singing, but I can't give her a point for singing. Um, so. Are we like, doing MVPs? Because I'll tell you who my MVP is right now. Okay, go. Velma. Velma, what, what, what was her reasoning? She sang and she's beautiful. Okay. With that, Kate has three tied for the MVPs. Scooby, Daphne, and Velma all have four for her MVPs. I still can't believe Scooby is so high in my MVPs. Like, it's not like I have, I, like, he's fine. Like, I don't know. I, like, I just think. Well, we had a few movies that were just Scooby and Shaggy. And every time. I think that's really just still where, where it stems from. Cause yeah, because you like... haven't given him an MVP since Scooby and the Reluctant Werewolf. Yeah. But you gave I... him four out of five MVPs in a row um, at, at the start. Yeah, it's just that Shaggy, Daphne, and Velma are by far my favorite. I hate Fred. I have no problem with Scooby. He's pretty funny sometimes, but I just feel like... Shaggy has four LVPs from you. Yeah, that was because he sucked when it was just Shaggy and Scooby. He was so weird. True. True, true, true. Aaron, just like wasn't Shaggy. Aaron, who are you giving your MVP to? Um, Velma. Velma. You gave Velma your MVP last time, and I'm assuming you're giving Fred your LVP this time as well? Oh, yes. Fred. You, and then Kate, I'm also, yeah. I'm Fred, yeah. yeah, you explained earlier. Do you want to explain for the listeners one more time? Yes, because he's weird and possessive over Daphne, and it's really weird, and I don't like it, and red red flags, red flags. And I also just hate him in general, so this just didn't help him. Yeah, well, now we have a clear leaderboard with MVPs and LVPs, because Fred has 11 MV, LVPs over Shaggy's 10, and Velma has 11 MVPs over Scooby's 8. So that that's the clear leaderboard. Uh, not even last week's triple dump on Scrappy did we did Scrappy get closer. Uh, and then who's my LVP? I was between Shaggy and Daphne, and I don't know why I had Daphne in here, honestly. So I guess I'm giving it to Shaggy because uh, he was rude to Scooby in the boat, and that's that's about it. Wait, why did you pick Fred as your MVP? I I'm told you because he came up with the contraptions with Daniel and like got them caught. It's definitely just to spite you, Kate. It really That's is. also partially the reason. I'm really hurt. I mean, like I'm... I didn't think anyone was super standout this this movie, honestly. First of all, Velma is hot as fuck and she's saying beautifully. Second of all, Daphne is hot as fuck also. Third of all, Shaggy is pretty cute. And Fred sucks ass. I I just feel like in terms of the solving of the mystery, no one really stood out that much. Like Velma did. She saw. So did Fred. Fred was like on top of this one. Velma was... lost her glasses. Yeah, and almost got eaten by it the vampires. Whole... Yeah, but sometimes we're a little klutzy. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, so Fred has. Mm-hmm. Scooby still the leader of my MVP points with four. Yes, Shaggy has three after last week so he's coming up but shaggy has the most lvps for me with five um everyone else has three or less so um kate still has never given velma an lvp i never never given a fred an mvp i never never given scrappy an mvp no i never the guest uh she has and the guests have never given scooby or fred an mvp but have never given Velma an LVP either. I'm the only one who's given Velma an LVP. Yeah, I'll never give Velma an LVP, and Daphne will never get another LVP. It was only that one time because she was just so out of character. It was not Daphne that I know and love. Yeah. Um, rude. Okay, but do we want to move on to some scores? Yes, but I don't want to go first. I don't okay, Aaron, do you want to go first or should I go first? Oh, please go first, Felipe. Okay, so I... Just to reset, my highest score was a five, 
which was last week, Scooby-Doo, I did bump down my Cyber Chase to 4.75. I'm giving this one a full point lower than that, a 3.75. I think this was fun. It was enjoyable, but it was like above average. It was not like a snoozer. And I think this was better than the Ghoul School, which I gave a 3.5. So that's that's the main reason. The Ghoul School has more memorable characters, but this one was like more interesting to watch. Um, and the whole Revolta B plot of the Ghoul School was not that interesting. I remember Ghoul School. Yes, Kate is married to all of the five different ghouls. Well, I don't know about that. They are young. True. The adult uh, version. She's married oh. to the adult versions. The yes. Um, so yeah, so just just to like compare, I have Cyber Chase higher. This is at the same level I have the Alien Invaders, and I feel like it's on par with that. Um, I have the Cyber Chase higher. I have uh, Witch's Ghost higher. I have Zombie Island higher, and I have the live action Scooby Doo. Um, so, Kate or Aaron, do either are either of you prepared? I think I th- I don't know what I gave it last time. Maybe so like- you gave the Witch's Ghost a four last time. Okay, then this gets a three. Okay, or like a two point five. Which one? Two point five or three? Between. Okay, D- get, just give it a three. Okay. Yeah, because I think I think a two point five is like some of the like I don't think we've hit. Uh, I, I've never given a two point five, so I actually can't compare. Kate gave Ghoul School a two point five for reference. Um, so yeah, so so why is this a three for you? Um, it just like wasn't really interesting to me. Yeah. One, they like slapped on the hex girls. The, I feel like that's like could justify that alone. Number two, not enough scoop, not enough Scooby Doo. And then number three, um, just not not that interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely was not as good as The Witch's Ghost. I agree with that. Um, Kate, where do you have this? I am actually going to also give it a 3.75 for honestly oh. similar reasoning um, to Felipe. Uh, so I gave The Witch's Ghost a four, and I honestly still stand by that. But this just wasn't as good as that, hands down. So it needed to be below a four. However, I see that I gave, I also, I felt like it was Cyber Chase and Scooby-Doo were also 3.75 and I kind of felt like it was pretty similar. The only other thing I gave a three was I gave the Scooby-Doo project a 3.5, but that was just because I thought it was cute. That that scoring was completely different than my usual scoring methods. So that was a little bit out there. but I feel like a 3.75 was pretty good. I feel like it was good and the Hex Girls were in it. So I feel like it was a good movie. It just definitely wasn't as good as Witch's Ghost. Yeah. I, I, so do you think is this the same level as the live action Scooby-Doo? Because that's the same score you gave it. Yeah. I kind of feel like, I guess. Yeah. You're not going to give your Scooby-Doo. I gave Scooby-Doo a five. I love live action Scooby-Doo. Yeah. There is nothing better than watching live action Scooby-Doo. Just instant serotonin. Thank you. I gave it a perfect five, as did our guest, Brian Scally. Catherine gave it a 3.75. Um, oh, yes. That doesn't hurt the ratings, though, because Scooby-Doo is still number one with a five, uh, 4.58 average. Scooby-Doo and Arabian Nights is still our last place with a 0.75. Um, was- just wanted to give some more facts. Our average score for all movies is 2.9. Um, and then the mode is 3.5. I forget what the mode is. Most often used. Most often used, okay. And then the number of movies so far, we've done 14 total. Um, wow, Kate, that's wild. Um, and then oh, for this one, between my 3.75, Kate's 3.75, and Aaron's 3, it, the average is a 3.5. So just so we know, the mode that this formula is pulling from is the mode for the average score. Okay, that makes sense because we've had two 3.5s. Yeah, and... The average score. I can definitely redo it to get a mode for if we wanted to just include every score total. Yeah, we can do that after the recording yeah. if you want. But yeah, um, just, just that we all know. Yeah. So any final thoughts on this movie? Besides more Hex Girls. Um, um, I don't really have anything to add except now I'm thinking about scooby-doo monsters unleashed and how that is also a great movie yes honestly 
we i'm so excited for that that's not next week but the week after um we're gonna be talking about that one uh i will watch it in solidarity with the podcast yes also rewatch the scooby-doo one it's it holds up i think so i I watched it like recently i think yeah it's so good um scooby-doo as a grandma iconic um Love, love it yeah so uh the next thing we have coming up is Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico with Jacob uh, from the Ink in their podcast. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, Aaron, do you want to tell people where they can keep up with you? Any plugs that you have going on? You can follow me on Instagram at E-C-A-L-L-A-H, E-C-A-L-L-A-H or on Twitter at Rats Fan Account. Can, what's the origin story with that? I love rats. <laughs> big fan of rats think that everyone should be pro rat yeah okay are you a big ratatouille fan um see i was a big ratatouille fan but now i think it's like overhyped and everyone's like ratatouille because of the tiktok musical i didn't watch it yeah no i watched the first 15 minutes and then it disappeared off youtube i was but- like ollie gave me a link to watch it and i never did Ugh. I, Ollie and Icon for doing that so yes oh, I, I need to respond to the text from Ollie I just had another podcast before this and uh Ollie watched some episodes of WandaVision and I need to respond to that oh I watched four episodes of WandaVision you have to keep watching it's so good you're trying to get Kate to watch I will um so yeah Kate where can people follow you um I have Instagram kaz.z for our Canadian listeners it's kaz.z thank you um my twitter is tears you apart and as always linkedin yes linkedin a professional queen um (laughs) and then for me uh you can follow me my main at what the fleep um you can follow the brazilian dragon on twitter and instagram and tiktok at brazil dragon pod you can subscribe and give us five stars and a rating um and a review on apple podcasts you can, if you're interested in helping support the podcast, you can PayPal the link that is in the Apple podcast link description or the, or wherever you get your podcast, it's in the link. You can help support it financially. Um, and then what you're doing, we just did an episode on Jerk de Soleil and Toy to the World. Um, we talked about some Phineas and Ferb. Next week we have One Good Scare Ought to Do It. That's super exciting. So listen to what you're doing, everybody. Um, and that podcast is at what you're doing pod. And then lastly, I was on the ink in their podcast talking about Avatar, the last airbender. We talked about Zuko alone that was on last week. So you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts or postshowrecaps.com. Uh, otherwise, I got nothing else. Do you, either of you have anything else to add? Oh, yeah. Follow my cat on TikTok at Calliope the Kitty. Yes. Great TikTok account so adorable um Aaron question did you watch this movie with Tim I did watch this movie with Tim does Tim have any takes or did he have any takes during the movie um he did he was he was upset that um there was one point where Fred goes to Daphne Daphne we're gonna disguise you as an aboriginal woman yeah I I forgot that 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 was uh that was a little bit of a cultural appropriation this movie that was weird um with with the aboriginal stuff they had but yeah any other takes from tim or no i think that was like mostly it okay it was under the influence of like shaggy and scooey yes yes Um, as was i so we stand you can't do podcast without enjoying that um kate any final takes from you yes i fucking hate fred (laughs) okay i love I love your honesty. Um, with that, check us out next time. Oh, quickly. I'm also doing a Luck of the Irish podcast this week on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. So feel free to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with us when we do that. Otherwise, take care of yourselves, listeners. We'll see you next time. Bye.